Welcome to Supply Chain Radio. My name is Greg Kiefer, and today I'm joined by a very special guest, Mr. Richard Barnett. Welcome to the show, Richard. Howdy. So, Richard, your role could best be described as an industry practitioner, an industry expert that specializes in the different verticals of the supply chain world. That's right. I'd like to give your perspective on a recent supply chain event that covers all verticals, Mm -hmm. the Gartner Supply Chain Executive Conference, which takes place down in the Scottsdale area every May. That's right. Yeah, and I heard you were there. I was there. It had been going for probably now 10 years, but it was AMR's annual executive supply chain management event, and it's grown in size. It was a little bit more intimate back in the day, but this is a great event this year. I was there too. That's where we met and decided to do the show, as a matter of fact. That's right. So yeah, great event. Lots of analysts, lots of practitioners, lots of big ideas being tossed around. Maybe you could just give us a sense of what you saw that was new or interesting to you. You know, the last couple of years, I think Gartner has been looking for regaining mindshare, thinking about a framework that's kind of, again, on that leading edge and thought-provoking and challenging, really, a lot of leaders within supply chain. And I think this year it's finally coming together because they, in some ways, were focusing on relabeling the hot hype curve topics like Internet of Things, but bringing maybe greater use cases, bringing that to life. Big data, obviously, and analytics are familiar topics and themes, but I was particularly impressed with the focus on what they called bimodal innovation. So the way I understood that, and there were some examples of that in other presentations was mode one is really where you're doing continuous innovation, improvement. It comes particularly common in manufacturing, supply chain leaders who have a Six Sigma, kind of a Kaizen background, right? You know, you've got that black belt, you're going to work on that manufacturing side and get 10% greater throughput through a redesign or empowerment of process and optimization. But a bimodal shift mode two is when you see a major disruptive shift happening in your industry and you're actually figuring out ways to innovate, to anticipate or lead that change. And it's a little bit of innovators dilemma. It's a little bit of how do you kind of form innovation strategies? And I think that was fascinating. I picked up on that in one of the sessions too. And I thought it was really interesting because I think for a lot of years, a lot of what you hear at the Gartner conference are big, grand technology transformation projects or vision. Multi-year efforts. Yes. And multi-billion dollar yeah. efforts. And I thought that one of the couple of times I heard this, that they said, maybe it's a good idea to kind of zero in on smaller attainable projects right. that may or may not work. Right. Test, fail, learn, iterate and scale. And I I think that speed of getting to learning, speed of showing insight that is potentially extendable, right? You kind of build on that is something that we're seeing cross industry. And I think it was a great call to action. I've seen this recently with Microsoft. If you look at their Microsoft band launch for the kind of health fitness monitoring market, they weren't sure if that was going to work. So they built 20,000 of the units end to end, shipped it out to a handful of select retailers. Saw that it was taken off. It was very popular, great launch, test run completely. And now they're scaling it out and it's part of their product portfolio. Talked to a number of supply chain leaders who were saying, you know what, we should actually go do something that's a pilot's testable. Let's do it in one segment of our business and then see if we can learn and extend. And I think that's healthy. And I think that particularly if you're developing a new service offering or thinking about taking, for example, logistics and making it a profit center, which we've seen some experimentations with, or horizontal logistics collaboration was a great example also was highlighted at the event. Sharing capacity, right? Backhaul capacity with customers when you're shipping to them and then enable your private fleet, for example, to take on some of that capacity. That's a kind of really interesting innovation I hope to see more of. Do you think that that's because of cloud? The days of Again, spending years and millions of dollars building something where, you know, cloud, you can kind of activate your way in. Is that a byproduct of that, you believe? 
I think cloud's one of the key factors. I think that once companies see the value of leveraging cloud-based integration, process, collaboration, leveraging data and analytics they weren't able to sense or receive before around what's going on in the market, has increased velocity and the ability to kind of have greater confidence to form a new partnership, change their supply chain network design, go to market in a new market faster, integrate an M&A opportunity, right? New company that they may want to merge with. But it's also the Amazon effect it's also the consumerization of IT. There's some confluence of different factors where companies that touch consumer markets directly or indirectly are feeling increasing pressures to address and kind of turn their supply chain upside down, really, and to try to innovate. There were a lot of really great presentations. I love when they put an EVP from a $47 billion company up on stage to share their vision. It's really cool. Yeah. Maybe could you just talk a little bit about a couple of those that, sure. that stood out? Well, I really was impressed by Frank Crespos, who's a chief procurement officer and head of logistics for Caterpillar, his presentation, because Caterpillar has a very mature vision. They don't think of their supply chain as a linear chain. They view it truly as a multifaceted, multi-node network. And they think about supplier collaboration and performance gain in the entire life cycle of their product offering, the design, the quality, as well as the sort of operational execution from manufacturing all the way through to their dealer network. And it's probably one of the most holistic frameworks and visions I've seen of any kind of supply chain leader, particularly a CPO in recent years that I can think of. Right. That was amazing. I mean, he had some renderings and maps of their network that looked like the internet. And there you go, internet of things or internet in yeah. supply chain, right? Yeah. The vision was beautiful. I probably know for a fact that some of the things underneath the hood are a little bit fragmented, but I mean, in terms of the design principles of what they're trying to do and how they think about their supply chain, unparalleled really. Right. Who else stood out? I was really impressed with Jim Caffone at Pfizer. He's VP of Supply Operations, and I guess was formerly running logistics before. And, you know, the Pfizer story is just one that you just got to take a step back and, you know, ponder a little bit. Because here's a company that grew through acquisition 2009, 2010, driving up to $67 billion, I think, in revenue with their top line at that point, then was facing a number of key products that were going off market, going to generic, going off patent. And they watched their revenue go down by $18 billion. But they increased their, I think it was their EPS by 3x and their profitability and volume by 20% in that same period. So that shift, I mean, in three to four or five years is just incredible. I mean, what other company can we talk about that has their entire portfolio, their huge leading profit drivers go to a low margin business and then them able to actually drive EPS growth and volume growth at the same time? It's just incredible. Yeah, yeah. And, and supply chain orchestration was a big part of that story that he kind of backed it up with during that session. And what Pfizer did is really smart. They went to kind of the shared services model, whether it was logistics or manufacturing or the way that they would leverage and share deep analytics. And, and those bets and those moves that they made organizationally and with the right leadership, that's the orchestration capability they needed in order to make that pivot and survive. Right. Jim's a terrific speaker, too. Smart guy. Great story. Any others before we sign off here? I was really impressed with Ruben Sloan. He talked about the Walgreens supply chain. He took the reins fairly recently, last two to three years. Part of what they're doing around segmentation and thinking about omnichannel and their model is really progressive thinking. But the real highlight was Walgreens' commitment to equally employ all people, whether they have unequal abilities or different abilities. And they talked about key DC. I think it was in South Carolina. 
and the operational improvements that they saw there with having that broad hiring policy, everyone learned, everyone adjusted, and they had higher retention levels, lower turnover, greater loyalty, greater efficiency, greater productivity on almost every measure with that DC. And that overall commitment, it's really was eye-opening for me, such a progressive thinking. But you know something about that background as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, his predecessor, Randy Lewis, Randy uh, Lewis, yeah. who, who's retired, had a son that had learning disability and really championed that thing. And it's just a remarkable story. Yeah. And there's a case where it's just a win for everybody. And I think it's just fantastic that a company leader like Walgreens would right. get behind something like that and socialize yeah. it. We brought it back to the basics for me, which is we talk about technology and strategy, but it really comes down to people, yep, you know, at every right. level of the organization. So that's what was very impressive to me. So I guess we'll see you sometime in mid-May 2016 when Gartner <laughs> reconvenes, right? Compare notes again. Yeah, that's we'll right. see how they're doing. This is Supply Chain Radio, and we're signing off. <laughs>